come with us to explore one of New York's most haunted buildings. The Dakota Building on the show today. Welcome to the 222 Paranormal Podcast with your host, Jen and Joe. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Excited to have you here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Hi, Joe. How are you? What's new? What's exciting? What's going on? Nothing. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> he says that every week. Um, Joe, so, you know, I recently put a camera in my house. Yeah. As you know, you've seen it. Joe also has a camera in his house, but it's pointing against the wall now. It, ke- it keeps turning itself and pointing mm. against the wall. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I think I captured something, but <laughs> I don't know if I hit the record button. Oh. So last night, which would have been the tenth, April tenth. Um, I think we're taping this on the eleventh, right? <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah. No, the twelfth. Okay. 12th. So it was April eleventh. 411. Um, so I got home and normally what I do when I come in the house is I turn the camera off so it doesn't record me, my chunky butt walking through the living room <laughs> to get the mail or whatever. And so I did that. I turned it off. And then before I went um, to bed, I turned it back on because I have night vision on it. So I'm trying to see if there's anything happening while I'm sleeping. And it has that feature on it that when something like motion detects it starts recording yeah so i had it on and before i hit the button to you know auto record you can see it but it's just not recording yet or it's not uh, it's turned on but it's not monitoring i guess you would call it or not recording what you're seeing and two weird orbs went up to the camera and then went away and i was like Oh, it was yeah. weird because it wasn't dust. Now, you know, dust has yeah. that snowy effect and it kind of. It won't stop. Right. But this like stopped at the camera and then went in the other direction. I'm hoping I got it. I hope. Well, I'll see. I'll check it. All right. Um, but yeah, that was really odd. And I didn't have the furnace on and I had already left the living room. So I didn't know if it was like maybe kicking up dust or that because, you know, it's so controversial with dust and, yeah, and things. And you're using an IR light. Yeah. But dust doesn't stop. But it was weird. Yeah. Because it was one and it was big. Because normally when you see dust, it's kind of what? About the size of a quarter, you know? Depends. This was depends. like the size of a, like a dinner plate. Okay. Now, would dust make something that big? If it was super close to the lens, it oh, would. Oh, okay. I don't know. Interesting. I'm hoping maybe I can capture something else. But I've had some weird feelings in my house lately. Yeah. Like, I come in and I don't feel comfortable. And it's not because it's a mess. Because it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's a whole nother rabbit hole will go down. But if you guys aren't ordering from Timu, oh my gosh. <laughs> my house is overrun with um, merchandise. But anyways... I digress. But I just have um, like that creepy feeling like somebody's watching. Yeah. You know, and it's not because I have the camera on. It's just that feeling I've had. And, you know, I've talked about it before. Like I've seen things in my house and sense things. I did, interestingly enough, 
use the dowsing rods in the back room in my back bedroom which is like my closet i always have like weird things in there and you've been you and josh came and investigated and we saw like a little shadow figure peeking around the corner i've been getting like really solid responses with my dowsing rods in that back room and it's a female spirit and i don't know if she's related or not i think not i think it might be the lady who died down the street remember they died and nobody claimed Mm -hmm. her body last summer (laughs) i forget her name but um yeah just odd so you know any psychic or mediums out there picking up any vibes if you want to remote in (laughs) there you go to my house (laughs) see what's going on in there (laughs) and it's not my parakeet because my parakeet is at grandma's house He's been over there for like two weeks now because she spoils him rotten and he's all alone when he's at my house. But it's funny, though, because I have the the um, camera on yeah, and during the day and I can zoom in and watch him. Oh, really? And then I have the thing where you can talk yeah. and I'll talk to him. And this thing, the bird is just like looking around like, where is she? Voice, but she's not You're there. making it seem like that bird is see- or hearing a ghost. My bird is haunted. No, I'm kidding. You're haunting the bird. That's it. That's it. Someday it will. <laughs> but no, um, just weirdness. So like if anybody picks up any vibes or anything, let me know. Send me a, a private message. I want to hear if you guys are picking up on anything. Picking up when I'm dropping down. Yeah. So before we get into the history and the hauntings of the Dakota building, let's... uh. Well, I should soon say it that way. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the hauntings, let's go over a little bit of the history of it. Sure. Yep. So one of the most interesting buildings in Manhattan is called the Dakota Building. It's one of the biggest landmarks and one of the most famous, possibly because the building is not for its heights or its grandeur, but because of the darkness surrounding it. Mm-hmm. Built between 1880 and 1884, the Dakota started off as a building alone with what was once time an empty part of the island it was completely empty area and they started building this dakota building which is on the upper west side but now it, everything is built up around it mm-hmm. so what's interesting about it joe as i saw that it opened october well there was various reports but mm-hmm. october 26th yeah and 27th so somewhere in and around your birthday mm-hmm. in 1884 and it's beautiful. I, I mean, if you guys see it, it looks like a gothic castle. It is. It's built in that style. Um, the wrought iron around it has mm. ornate things like car. I don't want to say carved into it because it's wrought iron, but yeah. they're kind of like molded into it. Yeah, like weird faces and gargoyles and just everything, you know, that you would think that is just, you know, a historic building would be. Um, it has 10 floors. Mm-hmm. And when it was originally built, there was 103 apartments in it. Now, there's various reports like I saw that there's 93 now, but then I also heard there's 100. But, you know, throughout the year, you know, what, 150 years that it's been around, you know, people have moved in and changed doors and changed walls and combined apartments or broke them off into pieces. And what's really interesting is that these apartments are gorgeous. I mean, like, it's the creme de la creme. Yeah. And when the gentleman who built the apartments was thinking about the design and the structure of it, he based it on what he had seen in Paris, some of that Gothic and Victorian. And he just, you know, pulled elements from a lot of different 
buildings and structures that he had seen in Paris. So it's super ornate. The bottom floors have 13 foot ceilings. And as you go up the levels, the ceilings get a little bit shorter, but the apartments get bigger. Yeah. And I saw photographs of like, you know, like modern day, um, what do you call it? Like um, refurbished. Mm -hmm. Dude, I'm telling you, luxury. Yeah. Is this uh, unbelievable. The one I heard of is like they call it an apartment, but there's like 20 rooms in it. Yeah. Yeah. One of them, one of the floors or one of the apartments has 10 bedrooms <laughs> and it's apartment 226. It's been for sale for eight to 10 years. They've been trying to sell this thing. Now it's was at $25 million, but they've dropped it down to $19 million. But the problem is it just will not sell. Hmm. The people go in and they have super bad vibes about okay. this particular apartment. Yeah. And so, you know, is it is it the energy? Could be. Uh, you know, and the thing about it too is this land that it was on was Native American land. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, just like anything else, the people wanted it. So they took it and started building on it. And the I do know that the builder envisioned the whole Manhattan or whatever to mm-hmm. have all the same style buildings, which obviously it doesn't, but there's a couple that are right by it that are mm-hmm. almost the same style, yeah. just different shapes. And the other one that I was looking at that was built by the same builder, it's called the Wyoming. Okay. And it's along the same lines. It's not as ornate, but still, I mean, it's classic New York. Mm-hmm. Landmine or landmines, landmines, landmarks, land shark. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, it, it's so interesting because there's been, you know, millions of apartments in, in New York, right? Millions of people have come and gone since the beginning of, since men, women have, you know, lived in this, this area. But this particular building has so much just strange unusual hauntings associated with it mm-hmm. many many deaths associated with but i mean you could say that about any yeah. apartment building because people come and go right over but the these centuries. are these are well documented mm-hmm. deaths yeah. of famous people and there's no um there's curses mm-hmm. even you know like Mer- they say that marilyn monroe's death is related to it but she just filmed a photo shoot there Mm -hmm. but they say she picked up on the curse so who knows right do you remember the um third eye blind song that mentions the dakota no it says something like hit you with the curse like the uh dakota with the curse or something like that um so you know it's even referenced in popular culture songs now what's interesting is and we'll get into some of the ghosty stuff here, but we just want to kind of give you a background and an idea. Now, one apartment, uh, I believe it was a three-bedroom, three-bathroom apartment in 2015 sold for $14.8 million. It's unbelievable. three-bedroom apartment. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And the thing about this building, too, is people are trying, and I don't know why that one hasn't sold, but... People are on waiting lists to get in this building, and they turn people away. Mm-hmm. Even very famous rich yeah. people. Who is the person you mentioned? Madonna um, and yeah. Billy Joel. And Cher. 
Oh, share also? Yeah. So the board or co-op or whatever it is that owns it, they are super, super picky about who gets an apartment in this mm-hmm. building. What's interesting is they will look at your tax records, your employment records. They will make you jump through hoops. It's a $1,000 non-refundable just to apply to see if you could get on the list oh, really? to get an apartment. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> but I mean, if you got $14 million, what's $1,000, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> what's I was looking at, you know, videos of this, obviously, and there's armed guards out front and there's a, there's a brass, like a brass booth mm-hmm. that the guard stands in. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? And yeah. it has been since it's open. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how has that changed throughout the years, yeah. right? Like you probably had a guy with a torch in the beginning or a baton <laughs> and now you got a guy with an AK-47 or something. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you're talking 100 apartments at probably averaging $20 million apartment, yeah. like it's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> here's interesting. Okay, so Edward Clark, he built and designed this building and he was known because of he was the owner i believe the owner of the singer sewing machine now he didn't invent the sewing machine but he invented something that made the sewing machine accessible yeah and he was the owner of the company right so the singer sewing machine company he this is this is probably the first death associated with it he died before he got to live in, to the, yeah. in the apartment. But he was putting in sterling silver floors. I heard that in one of the videos I was watching. I'm like, I can't even imagine. How heavy would that have been? Yeah. I mean, the they said that the, um, the stone work is so thick. Yeah. The stones they build it with. But then they put like some kind of mud or stone rocks or stones mm-hmm. in between to fortify it it was because the building was not built with fire escapes mm-hmm. and the builder instead of putting fire escapes in put the mud in between the bricks as a oh. fire break oh that's so interesting whether it worked or not we won't know because it have i don't think it's ever caught on fire right and there are fireplaces in those apartments everyone has fire oh, every apartment has like two to three now there are um, a few office spaces in there. Famously, one was owned by uh, two. Actually, office spaces were owned by John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Yeah, and we'll talk about a little bit about them later. He's the most famous. Yeah. yeah, but it's interesting. You know, there's been throughout the years very famous people who have lived there and owned apartments there, like Lauren Bacall, um, Judy Garland. Judy Holiday, who was a big star, and she um, had some strange experiences. Um, Gilda Radner lived there. Oh, I didn't know that. Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky. I, th- I don't know, some famous composer. Mm-hmm. And Lillian Gist. Now, this is interesting. Lillian Gist was, I think, in the 30s. She was a very famous actress. But she she has a um, tie to Northwest Ohio. They have, in Bowling Green, an auditorium dedicated to her, named after her. Okay. So I think she was from this area. Hmm. And, of course, you know, we mentioned John Len- John Lennon of the Beatles and Yoko Ono. But many, many more. Like, yeah. um, who was the other one? He had one name, but he went by a different name. What was that? Oh, um, Boris Karloff. Oh, okay. Who played, um, you know, in Hollywood movies, Frankenstein. We just- 
was we were just watching a movie with him in it. Yeah. After everybody left Ma's house for <laughs> Easter. We were watching Spanguli. Spanguli. <laughs> which is great. Yeah, I love those old time black and white mm. movies. Just, you know, the acting was so different back then. It was like a craft. You know, you had to know your lines. It, yeah. You know, you had to know everything because film was so expensive. It, there was like, you know, it was very hard if you had to do retakes. Yeah, they didn't cut and so edit it expensive. Those people, I mean, the acting was so cool. And, you know, with black and white films, you don't realize, like, the makeup that they used mm-hmm. was really, really extreme because it would cast the shadows. And, uh, you know, like, when you see those, like, old black and white Hollywood, um, uh, what do you call it, headshots, they used, like, black and gray makeup to make the shadows, to, like, maybe make the cheeks look a sunken or something like that. That's it, where makeup artists came from. I lived, when I lived in Hollywood, right by the Max Factor building, yeah. which was a famous um, makeup artist. And um, interesting, um, beautiful building, like very like, you know, art deco type thing. I don't know if they still have, you know, makeup classes or whatever, but it would have been really cool to like, thing, check it out. Another side note on that, the sets themselves were lots of times there were different shades of yellow mm. and pink. Now, the Adams family mm-hmm. house was almost all pink. Really? And a lot of their clothing were pink also because in black and white, the pink looks different. Okay. Like you said, you different shades. Mm-hmm. So the real set was almost all pink. That is so incredible. I would love to see like a, a real time photo, mm-hmm. you know, in color. I, I Just this place, there has been so many strange events happen. One incident, there was a time where there were some workers down in the, I guess you would call it the basement. I don't know if there's a basement, basement, but it was somewhere where workers would be, right? Um, They saw a shovel fly off the wall. Mm -hmm. There were many items like an iron bar flew off at one of the residences and it was so heavy you couldn't even pick it up. This thing picked up off the wall and flew at them. So, you know, what is haunting there? There's so Joe? many stories of when they start working on the place, stuff happens, and mm-hmm. they believe that it is the ghost of the original builder. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been seen many times. Yeah. Even John Lennon has said that he saw ghosts in that building. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the most famous, obviously, is John Lennon. At And um, the most famous John Lennon ghost appearance was by Yoko Ono. And I'm not going to play any of your music because it <laughs> brings a tear it. to your eye. <laughs> Makes and your ears bleed. <laughs> if some of our listeners may not know who Yoko Ono is, she was the one that came in and destroyed the Beatles. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just Google her. Yeah. Um, but She is yeah. supposedly, everybody, like I was watching the one video of hers mm-hmm. where she was singing, quote unquote, mm-hmm. at a art gallery. And her singing is just screaming. Yeah. It's terrible. It's the worst stuff you ever heard. And they're all applauding. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like, she still lives in that building. Yeah, I know. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. She's not going to give up that apartment. I bet you that apartment is probably worth $100 million. Oh, yeah. Just because of the legacy. But she's seen his ghost. Yeah. Um, the one day she was sitting in her apartment in 1983. And John Lennon appeared at sitting at her at their piano. Now, 
their apartment is all white mm-hmm. and all the furniture is white and, and the, the piano is white. <laughs> and, but, um, he appeared sitting at the piano, looked at her and said that he is with her and will always be with her. Oh, that's and so then he vanished. Mantic. I can't stand it. Write a song about it. Scream a song about it. Uh, yeah, but you know what's interesting? He's been seen uh, many times. Like tourists have seen him mm-hmm. in the spot that he died. So where he was shot at. So if you're looking at the building, there's four. It's like four sided. It's like four. It's like on a whole block. So there's four lobbies to this. Each side of the building has this lobby. Well, the lobby that he would go through would go into the courtyard. So there's like a courtyard because back in the 1800s, they would have the carriages come in and go around the courtyard and be able to come in and go out, um, turn around and go out. So his entrance, you would go in through the, in through these, you know, opening. The arch opening where that guard is. Mm -hmm. Go to the right and then he would go up like a set of steps into a private lobby mm-hmm. that only went to like his apartment and his offices. And, you know, only people who live there could get yeah, through that. In that section. So when he was shot, he was shot in the archway with, um, they said, um, uh, hollow point bullets. Yeah. Shot four times. Three of them hit him. Yeah. And they said he wouldn't, he would never have survived no. um, because of the type of bullets that that guy used. He uh, has appeared in the office that they used to own. I don't know if they still own the office or not, but he's appeared in there in the apartment several times, she said. And then out where he was shot. There's a story of two tourists that walked up and actually saw him standing there. And the girl was going to go up and talk to him. Mm-hmm. And she realized that it was John Lennon. And not an impersonator. And she said that he had a look on his face as if he didn't want to speak to strangers, which, hello. Right. You know. (laughs) (laughs) Do you blame him? Yeah. But, you know, before his death, John Lennon claimed to have his own paranormal experiences in the Dakota. John Lennon tells the tales of seeing a spirit called the crying lady walking down the halls of the building. The going theory is that Lennon and others who have seen the crying lady seen the ghost of Elsie Vesley, who managed the Dakota throughout the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. Elsie herself was into the paranormal. She believed in having seances and everything. Mm -hmm. And she suffered tragedy when her son was hit by a car out in front of the building. And it's said that after this happened, she became a changed person. And it's kind of weird because they say that she became super nice Mm -hmm. and was very protective of all these children. Now, there's also a ghost of a young girl, supposedly, in the building that is seen wandering through the halls and playing with a red ball. Mm -hmm. And they believe that Elsie's ghost is protecting her also. And that is one one of the ghosts that John Lennon has seen. And it said that, I wasn't sure if it was John Lennon or one of the other people that saw her, but the girl looked up and said, it's my birthday, and vanished in thin air. I've heard uh, in our research, there was many people who have seen this little girl. She's wearing a yellow dress and buckled shoes, you know, in the older style. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it says, uh, it's my birthday and then disappears. <laughs> cool. Maybe she died on her birthday. Yeah. You know, and got the little red ball as a gift. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Because she's seen bouncing a red ball down the. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. There is a um, report 
there that they call the Phantom of the Dakota. So it makes its presence felt throughout the entire building. And people just have seen this shadow figure or felt its presence. They don't know who it is in particular, but it is in various apartments, various, you know, like service areas. What's interesting too is about the apartment that um, John and Yoko purchased. Just a little backstory. So they were living in England and at the time, and this was 1972 to 73, when they were living in England, there was a couple things going on. One, nobody liked Yoko Ono. They did not like her. They (laughs) felt like she Hmm, was the reason that the Beatles had broke up. Yeah. So... You know, the British press is a lot different than our press. They're very, um, um, how would I say it, more aggressive than our press is. And they just, you know, they'll rip tell it. the way it is. Yeah. So also at the time, Yoko had been married before and she had a child. He had taken the child and fled and she didn't know where they were. So when her and John were looking, they were looking all over. They thought it would be easier for them to find um, this guy and her child if they moved to America. Okay. And then the, the third thing was that the taxes were so heavy in England that it was financially a better for them if they did move to the United States. They would, it was, the cost of living was cheaper yeah. at that time. So they moved into an apartment. Now, the apartment that they purchased used to be owned by a woman named Jessie Ryan and her husband. So she ended up passing away from cancer. The husband couldn't live there anymore. He just couldn't, you know, couldn't take the memories Mm -hmm. and everything. So that's when he um, sold it to John Lennon. Now, her ghost would appear in their apartment. And so they did some kind of seance and and spoke to this woman and she said the ghost just wanted to stay she was happy that john and yoko had bought the apartment she didn't want to cause any trouble this is what you know i'm paraphrasing what they said that the ghost said but she was very happy and just wanted to stay this was her apartment she didn't you know she wasn't going to bother them she just (laughs) wanted to be there but what's interesting is the daughter of this jesse ryan said, no, 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 my mother's not there. She's with me. Why would she be there instead of be with me? So like, you know, 1973, the lady was, you know, giving her heart, giving John and Yoko a hard time saying, you know, my mom's not there. She's with me. But, uh, you know, interesting. There's been workers killed, mm-hmm. um, you know, murder suicides. There's been people like the young boys struck in front. Mm-hmm. Of, but you've got to figure it's New York. It's the most populated city in in the United States. And at the time, I'm sure it was. You have a large metropolis. You have people coming and going and traffic and, you know, 150 years of of lives lost. Yeah. Do you have any other ghosts? Well, there was a John Painter. John Painter. Mm -hmm. He was an electrician working on the Dakota in the late 1930s. The wiring of the building was really weird. And he was trying to figure it out. And he actually took some of the parts home to try to figure out this wiring. So I don't know exactly what they meant by that, Mm -hmm. but he was working on the wiring. He was in the basement, like we said, I believe you you mentioned this. He was in the basement and a short man came out of the shadows and startled him. The man wore a frock coat, which I don't understand what that is. It's more, it's like 
like a lab coat okay. almost you know like you would see those old-time workers like wearing them they'd be like buttoned up and they'd be like canvas coats oh, okay yeah so he wore a frock coat with a wing collar they said small steel rim glasses that were held up by his very large nose a well-kept beard that could not hide his very um strange looking wig he had an obvious wig on Okay. Mm-hmm. The short man walked up to Painter in an angrily fashion. And according to Painter, it felt like a few minutes, but it was probably just a few seconds. Mm-hmm. And then he, Painter says that as if this was a normal thing to do for him, the short man pulled off his wig, shook it violently at him, and <laughs> was like yelling at him, but he couldn't hear him, obviously, because it was an apparition. Mm-hmm. So he saw this apparition of this short man came up, shook his wig at him, and put the wig back on and vanished. And he says this happened multiple times. Oh, my gosh. And he had no clue who this was until one day he saw a photo of Edward Clark, the man who died before the Dakota was finished, like you were mentioning earlier, Mm -hmm. the the actual designer of it Mm -hmm. who died earlier. And he says that this short man was him that he saw. And he would, in order to yell at him, would pull his wig off and shake his wig at him, <laughs> shake his weave at him, and just <laughs> and vanish. Oh and this happened so many times that this Mr. Painter almost got used to it. But he knew that the ghosts of the buildings were getting very upset because people come in and they would change things. Yeah. And he believes that that is why this spirit kept appearing at him because he was changing the wiring. Uh, yeah, you would think. A spirit would be open to change because, you know, you know that time moves on and, and things improve. You know, I'm sure when they built it, they had they literally had a tube and bell system mm-hmm. to um, alert like the doorman or, or the the um, you know, apartments that they had somebody there. And then, you know, that probably graduated to doorbells. And, Mm -hmm. you know, now it's cell phones, right? They just call you and they have like a little office. You come down and get your packages or whatever for you. Wouldn't that be a great job to just like work in the Dakota and the office and just, you know, hand out packages to rich people? (laughs) I would love it. Um, But there was a, you mentioned this earlier, there's uh, Wilbur Ross was a tenant in the building at the time. And... He was called down to the basement by a porter who saw, like you said, a shovel fly off the wall and land in the middle of the room some 20 foot away. Not long after that, garbage bags started flying around the room in the basement. While Wilbur was not present for these moments, he claimed to have seen a large iron bar come off the wall and fly across the floor and land only feet away from him. And when he tried to pick it up, he couldn't pick it up because it was so heavy. Isn't that incredible? I mean, like the amount of energy that you would mm-hmm. have to have to do. I mean, like look at the bone house. We, you know, they had that two by four. Ripped off the wall. And flown at him. And that was actually scary. pulled off the wall. Yeah. Because in the video, you could hear the cracking of the, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. According to Frederick Weinstein and his wife, Suzanne, there's a whole lot of activity in their apartment in the Dakota. It started with the sound of footsteps in their dining room as if somebody was frantically pacing back and forth. Now, it seems that this pacing spirit has something against Frederick, who has found himself repeatedly injured in the dining room. Chairs have been pulled out from under him. He has been pushed by somebody who isn't there. And on multiple occasions, it seems like the rug has been pulled out from underneath his feet. Now, this happened one night. He was on his way home. He looked up in his living room window 
shocked to see the lights were on. Even more shocking to him was that there was a light coming from a crystal chandelier. Seeing as there were no chandeliers in the Weinstein's apartment, he checked again and he made sure he was looking at the third floor corner window, which was his home. Still, the chandelier hung in, in its place and was lighting up the room. So when he entered his apartment, it was dark and sure enough, there was no crystal chandelier. Now, possibly the creepiest thing to happen to Frederick happened shortly after he was playing with his children. So him and his kids were just goofing around like with a Ouija style board game that uses um, tile letters instead of like the board and the pointer or what do you call it? Planchette. So during the game, the spirit messages suggested that the Weinsteins were in contact with the ghost of a little girl, possibly the young girl that got wrongfully um, blamed for the death of a painter in the 1930s. So when the game was done, he put all the pieces away and stacked all the tiles on the bookshelf. Now, a couple of days later, he found two of the word tiles in a pocket of the suit, and then he came across a third tile in his eyeglasses case. The three tiles spelled out I-C-U. Yeah. So is it haunted? Definitely. Um, you know, I think anytime you do renovations, mm-hmm. um, you're going to stir something up. So there's this really interesting story about what they call the mad slasher. So one of the spirits is very upset because they redesigned the elevators. Now it's said that this spirit will go in and vandalize the newly installed elevators. They'll put slashes on the paneling or the walls. Now it's too high for like any kid to do. But what's interesting is that this was designed by a guy or maybe a girl named Joe uh, Matzelinzener before his death. The elevators seem to be attacked with a knife. And what's interesting is that, you know, anytime you have change, you definitely have some kind of haunting. (laughs) It seems like it all goes back to they think. That the, that the original builder is the phantom and mm-hmm. he's very upset because things are changing. Now, yeah. we've mentioned this before where do they feel that they're still there and people are coming in while they're there mm-hmm. and changing things? Like as if you're in your house walking around and people just come walking in and you're like, hey, who are you? But they don't answer and they start moving stuff and changing and breaking walls down. It's like that's yeah. what they feel that these spirits are seeing and they the spirits feel that they're still in their mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Probably seeing their furniture and their yeah. wallpaper mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Now, I don't know if our listeners know who this is, but there was a film critic called Rex Reed. Now, shortly after he moved into the building, he once confided in a doorman that of all the previous tenants of the Dakota, he would, would most likely want to meet would be Boris Karloff because he was a film critic and Boris Karloff was a famous... Um, horror film uh, star. The doorman, being very good at his job, kept looking straight ahead and said in a cool, cool calm voice, he'll be back. Just wait and see. <laughs> <laughs> but he has been spotted there, Boris Karloff. He was a very um, tall and striking man. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you you know, he would be distinguished. You would see, you would know him if you saw him. Definitely. One of the odd things that happen is there's piles of shredded paper that are found in the hallways on the ninth floor, always piled up. 
in a fashion suggesting that someone's looking to start a fire. Oh. And one of the other things that happened was there were some people in the courtyard and a paint can fell off the, the off the roof and almost hit them. But there was no painting or anything going on at the time. The strange things just keep th- happening and the guests are getting to the point where they're like tired of it. Mm-hmm. So with all these things going on with the elevator getting slashed and, you know, the paint cans and the papers piling up, they actually started to investigate and they um, started like a little posse, I guess you call it, <laughs> of members watching other people at the Dakota. They would hide really in certain places to see what the people were up to, to see who was doing all this so I stuff. I think this is maybe before cameras yeah. were a thing. <laughs> they found themselves hiding and setting up a little spy club. They would... Um, I don't want to be in the spy club. <laughs> yeah, they would sit there with binoculars and look at other people in that and see what's going on. But they said that the most thing that they found out was mm-hmm. that all the tenants were cheating on other their husbands and wives <laughs> with other tenants. <laughs> Busted. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But they never did find out who was vandalizing and stuff because they could never see it actually happen. Yeah. Like, the elevator was a great example. There's um, stories of people using the brand-new elevator stepping out the person coming in and the walls would be tore up and they'll be like what did you do and they're like it was fine when i left so the poltergeist activity would happen that fast oh my gosh i don't know i've seen some good videos of like poltergeist activity and you know it's 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 interesting because you think okay how do you debunk this right but some of these videos that i'm seeing lately it just doesn't seem possible. So like stuff, they, they take the camera out of the room and they go right back in and yeah. like all the chairs are stacked up on yeah. top of the kitchen table with the cup on top of it or something. You know, it's like, I don't know. It's it's scary to think about it. But can you imagine paying, fifth, just say for example, uh-huh. $15 million for a two-bedroom apartment and you get in there and you love it and it's beautiful and it's an architect digest or whatever and you got ghosts. That are just making your life like, mm-hmm. I can't even live here because the ghosts are so ornery. <laughs> things happen all the time there. Things, yeah. I mean, to this day, people are still seeing things in that building. And, you know, all the things that we've talked about today happened a while ago. And I was looking up information on this building and I couldn't find much info on what's happening there now. Yeah. I just think that it's such a secretive building. You know, the I know that you were trying to figure out how much rent was and then there was mm-hmm. no information on it yeah so in other words you have to apply to find out how much you know yeah. a certain apartment mm-hmm. is and the weird thing about it is too we're used to apartments as you rent and these are apartments you buy right which doesn't yeah, yeah i don't understand how yeah. that works it, yeah i don't understand when people say like our building is co-op or whatever and i'm yeah. like i don't even understand what that means but <laughs> i guess you have to live in new york to we did a show just kidding you don't have to i'm just being dumb well we did a show in chicago a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. and there was a building that we couldn't get in the bar yet we couldn't load in because load in was at seven we showed up at like six Mm -hmm. so we kind of parked in the behind the building waiting for him to open the doors and there's apartment complex or apartment building so i looked it up and rent in chicago at this apartment building Mm -hmm. which wasn't right downtown it was outside downtown it said two, one to two bedroom apartments from 2000 to 8000 a month. Shut the front door. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would have to be so rich because like, I was looking at the um, 
the one apartment that was like $14 million, mm-hmm. it's $45,000 a month just on the maintenance and the um, utilities and something else. You know, you probably have to have like chef or yeah, maid you're, or something. Oh, yeah. But, I mean. Because you wouldn't want to take care of yourself if you have that Oh, month. gosh. Yeah. No. You'd be having cocktails at 4 <laughs> o'clock. And, you know, who can do the dishes, right? <laughs> we don't know that way of life, Joe. Yeah, I mean, different way I don't. Life. Can't take it with you, though. I'd like to. Like, I'd like to stay in the Dakota for, like, a month. Why not? See what it's like. Is there any rich people who live in the Dakota listening to this podcast? Please hit me up on the DM. <laughs> I want to come stay in your apartment for a month, please. I will do the dishes. <laughs> I would like to, you know, I would love to be able to just see what an apartment like that looks like. Because, yeah. I mean, we've seen TV shows mm-hmm. and people live yeah. in these apartments that... Or even in like New Orleans, we yeah. went into those buildings. You look at the outside of the building, you don't think, well, you know, it doesn't look that nice, but mm-hmm. you go inside and it's unbelievable. Incredible. And they're, it's like if they took a house and put it inside a building. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's kind of what it reminds me of. It, mm-hmm. When I think of an apartment, I think of you walk in, there's a living room and then a kitchen right there, but it's not. These right. are set up like houses yeah. with stairways and everything in them. Yeah. One of the apartments was like in here, it was like, had like the kitchen was on the bottom and then the living room and the bedroom were upstairs you know and like there's a servant's quarters and and like I just I can't imagine I just think how amazing I mean I love living in the modern time but Mm -hmm. can you imagine living back in like say the 1800s the early 1900s living opulently in New York in this famous building that looks like a castle and you know I was looking to it it was talking it's a stone roof stone and slate i mean this thing i can't man i mean like massive like heavy how is it not falling into the ground and that's the thing too is i I looked it up on google maps and looked at the building and all Mm -hmm. that and it is it's like a castle yeah and you know maybe it is fireproof the way they built it because it's all stone Mm -hmm. and (laughs) metal floors yeah like silver floors why as well make them gold or platinum right i'm like i have a carpet that's 17 plus years old and you know it still looks nice but i, was I can't in, imagine i was in lowe's yesterday looking at carpeting yeah and different patterns and all that because i want to redo the in here and i'm yeah. like and then um i was looking at i'm thinking about going to aruba so i'm looking at you're not going without me <laughs> I'm just telling you, we're at I a was, garage um, sale. I was looking at places to stay. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously I'm kind of dreaming, but I'm hoping to go there mm-hmm. to visit Heather, who Heather Arnold, who mm-hmm. is a researcher of giants and that. And she said that she would show me some of the places yeah. around. And But um, I was looking at a lot of places there, and they all have tile floor. And when I was at Lowe's last night looking at carpet, I'm like, I don't know if I'd want tile floor. You have to in those tropical environments. Yeah. You can't have carpet yeah. because of like the salt air and, oh, okay. and, you know, the sand you drag in and critters and <laughs> the humidity. There's critters. There's a lot yeah. of, when we were in St. John, there was, there were lizards and all that. And after a while you're <laughs> sure. like, oh, there's another lizard. Yeah. Yeah. I but, can help. you know, this building is just unbelievably haunted. Yeah. And the history, I mean, haunting started before it was even finished being built. Yeah. 
which is incredible. And, you know, it's the most famous apartment building in the world. Stories were written about it mm-hmm. and, you know, songs, probably some of the most famous songs were bit It was written part of, you know, the book called The Babysitter Club. It was that was part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there was one curse that I don't understand and I'm, I didn't include it in the show. That's why I didn't understand was the Rosemary's Baby Curse. I so, guess they were filmed. Yeah. So some of the scenes were filmed outside of the building. Okay. And there's a lot of controversy around that that movie because at the time, I think it was Roman Polanski was the director and he was very much into, um, you know, the occult and Satanism. And, you know, it, it was a horror movie. Okay. And so, you know, as with many of like the horror type movies, there's always something like this cast member died and then five years later, you know, like mm-hmm. this cast mem- member was cursed and, and different things. But yeah, you know, it's, um, and look what happened to Roman Polanski. Like his, his pregnant girlfriend was murdered by the Manson family yeah. in the Hollywood Hills along with several of mm-hmm. um, her friends. And, you know, he's, He's had a lot of controversy okay. in his life. So maybe that is part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the building has a curse. Maybe the land has a curse sure. because the, they was taken away from the Native Americans. I think they sold it, actually. Really? I think Manhattan was sold. To, I gotta look this up. For a song. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta look this up. Because this is... Actually, it wasn't sold for a song. Okay. It was sold for some beads. Beads? $24. They sold the entire... Island. Okay, in 1626, a Dutchman named Peter Minuet bought the island of Manhattan from the Lenape Indians, an eastern branch of the Delaware Nation, for the bargaining price of what is $24 worth of glass beads and trinkets. Oh, my God. That's incredible. And you can't even buy a door for an off, for one of these apartments for that much anymore. <laughs> Probably $10 million. Um, expensive ghosts. Yeah. Expensive ghosts. It's just an amazing building, though. I mean, go up on Google Earth and mm-hmm. type it in and just look at it. And <gasps> you can incredible. see where the guards, the guard actually stands in a brass mm-hmm. little hut. Yeah. And don't think you're going to get in this place because you won't. You will oh, get, no. They have such good security. They will arrest anybody who thinks they can, like, get in the lobby and sneak yeah. in and stuff. People get arrested all the, the time. The archway. I mean, there's signs that no nobody passed this point, and yeah. there are armed guards standing. Even though they their guns don't show, they are armed. Yeah. So just take pictures from the outside. Hopefully Which you can't. I can imagine that a lot of people go there where John Lennon was killed. Oh, yeah. So maybe that's why that guard is there because yeah. that's the spot. Yeah. But, you know, if you're a resident and you have a $24 million apartment, you don't want people just being able to get in and no. wander around, right? I mean, it's New York. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any desire to ever go to New no. York? I don't. I don't know if I do or don't. I mean, I, did at one time. I say that, but then again, when we talk about buildings like this, I would love to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't want to get in that traffic. All I think of when I think of New York, and maybe I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is what I see on TV where there's millions of people walking down the sidewalk, har- mm-hmm. cars honking, people going everywhere. Yeah. You know, maybe that's not what it's like all over New York, mm-hmm. but that's the impression I get. Yeah. Because obviously I've never been there and I just see what I see in film or on news mm-hmm. or whatever. So maybe, or on Cash Cab. Um, <laughs> but maybe it's not like that. 
but maybe it is. Yeah. You know, maybe it is just that but hustle yeah. and bustle constant. Yeah. You know, the, the city that never sleeps where 24-7, it's like that. But yeah. maybe over by this building is quieter or that. Who knows? And then, you know, Central Park's right across the street. Mm. So maybe it's nicer. I don't know. I've never been there. Yeah. It's interesting, though. I, I, I mean, I say I don't have a desire to go there, but... If you had the opportunity. If I had the opportunity, I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Well, guys, you know, check it out and uh, check out any curses. And if, like I said, if there's anybody who lives in that building listening to our podcast, because I know y'all do, send me a DM. I want to know about your ghost stories. And if I'm watching Cash Cab, if it's still on. I love that show. It was so good. And you want to get my attention, just click on the link in the description to our Etsy page where you can pick up the new t-shirts and shirts and they're amazing the bomber jacket that i bought that's way too big for me so i'll be (laughs) selling it at one of the shows i got the i ordered it way too big and i don't know why i said i clicked the wrong button or something so is it an extra large it's an extra extra large oh extra extra and my i put put it on and my hands don't even come out of the arms (laughs) it's like big little boy in a big coat no but anyways no so be careful when you order yeah. make sure you click the right sizes yeah for sure and you know what there are a ton of other really famous apartment buildings in new york that have kind of the same thing so you know maybe we'll explore some of those in a if you, future episode if you have a story that you'd like us to read on the air email it to us go to our website uh, we have an email on our website that you can contact us or just go to 222paranormal at gmail.com. Send us an email. Send us a story. You know, maybe a five-minute story. We'll read it on the air for you. Yeah, it'd be awesome. We'd love to do that. As we say, thanks for listening every week. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a positive rating review. It helps us, you know, in our quest to get our podcast out to as many people as we can. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks for spending your time with us. Now get back to work or clean the house or whatever you're doing. (laughs) Take care, everybody. All right, and let's leave with some dead in five. Tripping on the inside. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.